Welcome to a Mental Moment Podcast. On today's episode, I have the opportunity to speak with Shamara Howes on creating a space to be vulnerable in all things therapeutic because honestly, therapists need therapy too. Hello. It's time to unwind and give yourself some grace. It's time to have a mental moment with Jaya and C. Tune in now. You don't want to miss it. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Take a breather before you blow it. Don't hold it in. Posture or pretend. Just release and you feel far better within. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. Take a second and you'll notice. Free your time. Ease your mind. Stay in tune with what's brewing inside. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. A mental moment. With Jaya and C. Hello, beautiful people. Today we have Shamara. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Hello. Of course. Thank you for coming on. So today, you don't see C. It's going to be kind of like just a solo episode, which is totally fine. You know, sometimes we got to have each other's back. Shamara, tell us like what your title is. I know you work with kids in terms of like, you know, therapy that is. Give us like yes. a little spill of who Shamar is. Like outside of counseling or? Yeah. Okay. So yes, I do the whole play therapy thing. But I think honestly, that plays a huge part in who I am. Like there's a lot of creativity mm-hmm. with doing therapy and doing play. That creative piece. Yes. Definitely anything that is creative. Somehow I've processed in my mind, my friends sometimes think I'm crazy, but I I think I can do anything until I can't. But I think I can do Mm -hmm. anything. So if there's something that I think I can do, I'm going to figure out creatively how I can put this together. And I'm like, you're not going to tell me that I can't do it. I'm going to figure it out. And yeah, I would say I'm creative in my own way. So like in terms of like therapeutic wise or like how you kind of like create a creative way for kids, not so much. So like I commend you for just making it so accessible in terms of like getting kids attention, because that's a whole different ballgame in terms of like keeping them engaged and you know, doing these things for them. So I love, I just love what you do and like just your whole social media platform and how you create these different ways of doing that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things I'm just like, you can't, well, maybe you can, but I just don't know how you could do play therapy or any of that and not have like this creative side that is like really innate. Because sometimes some of the things that you learn in school, they're not effective. Mm -hmm. And so then you got to come up with like, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? And it may be something I've done stuff that I've never seen anybody do a session. I'm like, I'm just going to try it and let's see. Because it's really trial and error. Uh Like, you know, they tell that, you know, like we get that we get the like they teach us certain things in school but like in terms mm-hmm. of like when we get into our internship and actually apply it it's a whole different ball game and it's like it's not at textbook. all at all y'all at <laughs> all but before we like even go there um let's do a check-in because 
since, you know, therapist to therapist, I think it's necessary. And that's how I usually like to start my sessions off with the feelings wheel. And so for those who aren't familiar with what that is, it's literally a wheel of feelings. I don't have it on hand with me, but you have core feelings. So like happy, sad, mad, and then something else. But there's like outliers in terms of like really being able to articulate what you do feel and kind of being able to go back to that core feeling, like what's the core feeling of that particular feeling. So with that being said, Shamar, what would you say, give us three feelings you're feeling in this very moment, but also pertaining to the episode. Okay. In the moment, just full transparency, I have... I'm going back into the schools mm-hmm. now, like after 18 months and um, adjusting is real from working at home. So honestly, I have been on the day <laughs> of rest and I decided I couldn't do it it's today. Okay. And so honestly, I'm very proud of myself in this mm-hmm. moment. And I can say proud just for the simple fact that I chose me today. And that's something that's been really hard for me to do as a therapist. Sometimes I have clients and I'm like, oh, well, I would take off, but this person is going to be here on here today. And oh, but I have so many people stacked up. Like, and today I was just like, I can't factor that in. And I usually feel guilty (laughs) for that. So Today, um, I'm going to take that emotion and say that I am of myself for that today. And then I would also say restless. If I'm like moving down Mm -hmm. somewhere on that wheel, I am restless. Like I'm proud of myself. And it's one of those moments where I'm like, I know it's okay to feel multiple Mm -hmm. things. So I am feeling a bit restless just in terms of, you know, just trying to adjust like today I literally even before getting on here maybe 20 30 minutes ago I literally was like what is going on like why am I this tired like is it just my body or also trying to figure out like am I emotionally Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. drained but I just have been feeling really restless Yeah. yeah That's a that's a good word to describe. And then and two, yeah, that's two. And one more. So then the other emotion that I would probably say I'm just I'm very open. I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see what comes out, especially because of how I was already feeling today. And I'm curious now of what comes out of mm-hmm. me, you know, just knowing that this is a vulnerability, yeah. you know, topic. Yeah. And so now I'm curious, like, OK, well, I've been feeling this all day. I wonder what uh-huh. happens in uh-huh. this moment or what comes out that maybe somebody else needed to sure. hear because now I'm able to be a little more vulnerable and I am really feeling right, something right. today, you know. So, yeah, those, that's those always helpful to like have somebody to do this with. Because, you know, we all we always preach to our clients like, okay, like be present in the moment, like, you know, guiding them through how to articulate how they feel. Because a lot of times they don't know how to, but we got to practice what we preach. So I try to like I try to do, you know, I try to be mindful of like what I preach and, you know, even, you know, practice those things on myself. So with that being said, how I'm feeling in the moment. So 
I would say my first one is content. I would say like I've been in I've been in a decent headspace in terms of like work, in terms of personal life, in terms of, you know, business. You know, I would say things are just, you know, going in the direction it needs to go. So I'm content. I would say somewhat anxious in terms of because I don't have my co-host with me. So I'm kind of like taking on the lead and like, which is totally fine, but it's always nice to have that person by your side to, you know, piggyback some things off of and kind of like hit you do the pickup if, you know, if she sees me like, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in. But also to like anxious in terms of making sure I don't leave anything out, but I know like what comes out is meant to come out. So trying to like right. stay in the headspace yeah. of, you know, being present. Like it's not all about yeah. getting, you know, getting to the questions or like whatever it is, is on my list, but whatever is needed or, you know, whatever comes out is, you know, is what's necessary. Um, so anxious in that sense. And then I would say optimistic, optimistic, but, you know, slash hopeful, Hopeful for this mm-hmm. this interview to like go well and just hopeful that you and I can just provide a space of vulnerability for each other, but also to, you know, people who are watching and listening, like it's no easy task. And, you know, like, you know, yeah. people look at us like, you know, you, you're the therapist, you got it. But like, listen, we're human too. Right. So hopefully we can kind of like just create this dynamic. People see us in a light of like being human, but also they're able to gain some sense of knowledge about the topic today as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, very, very good. So, I don't even know if I even said what this particular episode is going to be on, but hopefully you guys heard vulnerability, obviously. But what me and Shamara are speaking on is creating a space for someone to be vulnerable and what that looks like. And so, I guess just starting off with the kicker, kicker question or... For you, Shamar, like when you hear the word vulnerability, like what comes to mind for you personally, but also what comes to mind for you professionally when you are working? So personally, <laughs> and I don't think I thought about this until this very moment <laughs> when you said it. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> this is actually a word that my therapist, so <laughs> went to the same therapist for a few years now. And I didn't know that I didn't know how to be vulnerable. And now I'm like, that's why this word is resonating because she went over that vulnerability (laughs) thing with me so hard. Like you think you're being vulnerable and you're not like, you're not really saying what it is. You're not really, you know, exposing Mm -hmm. yourself. And I thought I was, I genuinely was like, yeah, I know, but I I am being vulnerable. She's like, yeah, you're you're not. Actually, (laughs) actually, you're not. So it's something that for me, it's been a very personal journey for me to be vulnerable and say things. Part of it, even when talking and thinking with my therapist about being vulnerable, a lot of it for me is being vulnerable and then saying what needs to be said in the moment and those two, like, don't always coexist for me so and then I'm stuck with all the well 
I'm thinking all of these things in my like little thought bubble, but it's something that I'm getting better at in my relationships with people Mm -hmm. where I'm noticing now and it's not perfected, but I'm noticing now, you know, that I'm like, hey, listen, I need to tell you this because X, Y and Z or, you know, this hurt me or I need to say this. And part of it for me before was that I'm a crier. Mm -hmm. And so and it's not always for like sad things but I'm a crier and so I thought that you know for a while people be like oh you always cry like we know you gonna cry you know yeah just this that that too you're sensitive and so I feel like for a while I saw it as this you know negative thing where it was like okay well I don't want to sound like you know I'm making a big deal of something to express myself or to be vulnerable with people and say certain certain things and I had to unlearn that. Mm -hmm. And so it's really been like a very, very personal journey for me over the last, like I said, I never knew that I was not being vulnerable. And a lot of my, because I wasn't being vulnerable, a lot more of it was me trying to control my level of vulnerability. And also in some ways you can't control people, but I thought I could in some way of trying to control how vulnerable I could be, you know, just trying to control the outcome. Cause if I'm in control, I don't have to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. because vulnerability means (laughs) I don't know what I'm Mm going to get. And so I was now dominating so much more in the control, which is another thing that I didn't know, which I'm so glad and grateful for my therapist, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that this was something that I was actively (laughs) doing. Thank God for therapists, because <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes. Because <laughs> um, sometimes you don't no, see it yourself. At all. At I mean, all. you don't. You know. So, yeah, that that has been a, a definitely a thing for me. Like I said, I just immediately went like, oh, my God. When thinking about uh, vulnerability, but, I, but I'm learning how to, you know, just release a lot of the control and kind of be, like you said in the beginning, just being in the moment. Yes. and. If you've done it for so long, it can be really hard to feel like, you know what, I'm going to vulnerably share. I'm going to be, you know, whatever it is that I really feel or need to be in this Mm -hmm. moment. And so it's it takes practice. It definitely does. So like I would say for me, before I I even hop into it, like I always got to look up the definition for, you know, certain terms. And so this is just a Google term for vulnerability, but it means the quality or the state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. what comes to mind for me is so interesting because I'm sitting here playing it back. I would say now, like I'm definitely in a better place of being vulnerable. But you know, before before therapy, before kind of just really gaining this sense of knowledge on the fact there is of like what, you know, vulnerability looks like and feels like, I would say for so long, that was super foreign to me because I was in a space or I was in an environment where I had to fend for myself. So vulnerability, you know, it it, it wasn't, it, vulnerability to me didn't, it doesn't it didn't resonate with me as much as it does now. And so, you know, it just took yeah. a lot of work and a lot of unpacking to, you know, get to a space of where I am like at the moment. But mm-hmm. like I said for so long, I felt like I was fending for myself, 
had to take care of myself. And so I was always fearful of like letting like a certain guard down in terms of in terms of like, you know, feelings, emotions, that kind of thing. So I never really allowed yeah. myself to, you know, go there. And, you know, yeah. as shitty as it sounds, but or, you know, like just, you know, playing the tape back, like it it, it all makes sense. And so what yeah. I thought, I, you know, like in terms of like independence too, like I know with my with my partner, he was like, bro, like you got to depend on somebody sometimes. I'm like, no, I don't. What are you crazy? Like, yeah. but I mean, and it took a while for me to like get that. And <clears throat> not to the sense of like, this person feels like they need me, but in a sense of like, it's yeah. okay to kind of like lean on people. So it's, it's, it's a, it's yeah. a difference. But for me, like I would say it, it took some time for that to really sink in and to get to a space. And now, yeah. With me, you know, you talked about kind of like you're a crier and, you know, you kind of looked at that as a bad thing in terms of like sensitivity. So you were fearful of like allowing yourself to go there. Well, same for me too. Like, it's, it, I don't know. I feel like it, it came in waves for me. So I, I went through a phase where I was just like, nope, I don't need nobody. I don't want to, I don't want to depend on nobody. Or I don't want to lean on, on anybody. And then it came to a, a place where I was like extremely like sensitive and emotional or like, and so it just, it was just a lot. I don't know. It's just, I'm rambling, yeah. but. No, no. <laughs> even as you're saying this, Ari Lynn just popped up in my head where she's like, I need people. <laughs> like that's like, Straight that's up. Straight up. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. And I think moving for me, I think. I found my therapist when I moved from Charlotte, but I think being out here and, you know, moving to D.C. out here by myself, I had to be vulnerable right. because now, like, now I'm I'm in a place where I need people. Right. Like, right. And that was hard, you know, to feel like, I don't know you like that. I, like that. I don't know if I want to hang out with you. Like Let you me question see. question everything. It's like but, a level of trust. Yeah. Like yeah. Like, all of that, but it was like, no, you really need, like, you like it out here. You don't want right. to leave, but you're going to have to open up to the idea of having friends. Mm-hmm. Like, your friends that are in Charlotte, they don't yeah. live here. So, here. yes, there's a possibility if you expose yourself to friendships that, you know, they could hurt you. But also, what if they mm-hmm. don't? We always forget that part. We always think, you know, think about the. <laughs> What if, what if, what ifs? Like, what if it does not? Yeah. Like, what if it does in terms of, like, you know, a positive thing? Yeah. That's something we have to remember. So what about professionally? Like, how have you, How what comes up in your mind in terms of vulnerability in your, like, professional life? I think professionally, so I literally was sitting here thinking about a client that I have that, even as you were talking about, like, just being vulnerable and feeling like I don't need nobody, like, you know, I got this. And I literally was watching a kid, you know, kind of do this thing, which is honestly why I'm so glad to be back in the schools, too, because there's certain things that I'm just not going to get through mm-hmm. a screen. But I had already met him on screen, and it was like, I could tell he was the kid that's like, 
I'm good. Right. You know, like, you know, I already, I, I knew mm-hmm. the vibes. I was, mm-hmm. I was too. I knew the vibes, <laughs> but we actually met for the first time and I watched him just like be very, very quiet. And I knew this was not a quiet right. kid, you know, like very reserved. Mm-hmm. And so he whispered at first while we was talking, like, you know, I'm talking to him while we walking down the hallway. He's like, yeah, and I literally, even as he's playing, like I'm showing him stuff, he doesn't seem excited right. at all about right. none of it. Like I got all these toys right. and usually kids are like, yeah, but I think when we realize like play, let me just back up for a second. Play is literally, it's a different experience in therapy because one of the things that they teach you is toys are their words. Uh-huh. And, you know, play is their language. And so, you know, this is their version of therapy. Right. So, like, the way that maybe you have an adult come in and maybe they're a little reserved in conversation and they're not sharing mm-hmm. as much, it's the same thing but just gotcha. in play. And so I'm watching him, you know, do his thing afar off now. But as the session grew and he felt he could mm-hmm. trust me, He was talking to me. He comes closer in contact to me. He's loud now. Like, and I mean, when I say he was whispering, when I picked him up, he was whispering. (laughs) So I'm watching this experience take, take, you know, place. And he's like, okay, it's okay now. Like, I'm watching him become vulnerable. Like, basically, you know, I can literally see him, like, feeling like it's okay for me to be me in here and I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure if I could be myself in this space and now we're doing this therapy and Mm -hmm. it's okay and I think it's such a a a really beautiful process to be able to experience that's a true gift like I said it's super it can be difficult you know working with kids because they're learning to be able to articulate what they feel right and it you know it comes with that comes with maturity that just it comes with time yeah. so like being able to be in that space to kind of just speak their language it's a whole nother mm-hmm. like it's a whole nother level of like appreciation because you know when you do start to have kids you know like you know a mm-hmm. lot of parents tend to like get frustrated or they just don't understand because yeah. you know kids they tend to have tantrums they tend to like you know, show their frustration when they're just trying to tell you like what it is that they want or, you you know, they're trying to communicate. Yeah. So I, you know, I love that. And I love, like I said, just that level of creativity that you have to pull for, you know, your clients yeah. who kind of just be able to take their, you know, unpack, like take their, their yeah. coat off. When somebody take their coat off, oh, they about to like, right. they are totally okay. You're getting busy. <laughs> right. For me, I work with the addictions population. So I work at a treatment facility and it is, we do a lot of group therapy. So we do like a lot of group processing. And so what we stress to our clients is like, or, you know, kind of like how we're taught to do group therapy. We're just the facilitator, but we create a space where your peer, you you know, you create a space where, you know, the peers are the community. So I'm just there, you know, taking note, doing what I need to do. I may stir up the pot a little bit, but ultimately it's their group. So, you know, starting off, you know, depending on like if you're a new client, you know, it takes a little time. And where I'm going with this, 
like I said, when we're in our programs, you know, we're taught textbook. We're, you know, we're taught certain things. We're taught to, you know, not overshare. We're taught to kind of like all the, the don'ts, the do's and the don'ts, yeah. but it's not like, it's not as cookie cutter. Right. And so, yeah. you know, once we're in a space where we start our internship, things get real. So nobody told me like, okay, like how do I really truly connect with my client? And I, you know, without, yeah. you know, sharing, you know, any like oversharing or sharing certain information. Cause we always feel like, or what they told us, like that, you know, depending on the client, they may feel like a sense of like, they want to of course connect, but like in, in a sense of mm-hmm. connecting too, too much. Like it's always like an ulterior yeah. motive with them. I'm just yeah. like, God, like, well, I don't want that. But anyway, Right, right. Once you kind of like, like once you like find your flow in terms of getting your feet wet in your internship, you, like you said, you kind of just try things, trial and error. So sometimes you may have a client where they are just not, it's just not, they, you have a client where you have, it's like pulling teeth. Like they're, they don't just come in ready to share. You know, you got, you got to, it's, it's, you got some warming up to do. And so, yeah. I mean, like I said, like in terms of starting off like sessions and stuff, I just kind of like meet them where they are. And sometimes that involves me providing like my own, my own examples and my own experiences, which I feel has worked for me, but it's in still a therapeutic way, not in a sense of like me yeah. overly sharing and turn and they feeling like, well, dang, I got to, you know, be a therapist to my therapist, that kind of thing. But just in a sense of like making sure they feel connected, they feel like they can trust me and they feel like, you know, this person gets it. Because with the addictions population, you know, they, people definitely, they feel, they feel when people are faking the funk and I've never wanted to- be that person, but also too like, yeah. you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to like try too hard either. It's, it's, it's like a fine balance. It's like a really, really it's such big a balance line. in terms of just connecting with your client and, you know, making a space vulnerable or making a space for them to yeah. be vulnerable. Yeah. I, I always say, I, I feel like, I don't know if it was when I was in school or something that I learned when I've like, or with hearing people say when I first got hired for my job, but I was like, we need to stop telling people that this is a safe space and like, let them decide when it's safe True. for them. Because, you know, it's I easy to that. say this, safe, but maybe they don't feel that, that right, right now. And so meeting them where they are is important because now, you know, and even to your point, like, I think, I think there's a, there's a fine line of like healthy self-disclosure. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had some people be like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't like therapy because my therapist, I know more about her business. That's you sad. know, and it's like, okay, right. it shouldn't be that. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no, you should not know certain right. Like they were telling me stuff and I was like, yeah, your therapist Mm-mm. should not be. At all. Seriously. <laughs> Actually, um, it's too much. <laughs> but I do remember even having a client even just 
working with. And I had to like literally, and this even probably is a vulnerable mm-hmm. statement for me. I know my dad probably looked at me like, what the heck is this girl? But my dad was in prison for a mm-hmm. while and I needed that to be a part of my story. And I didn't know that I needed yeah. that. And for years I looked at it as this negative mm-hmm. thing. And but it's something that's so close to me that when I first started this job, I'm working with a kid that, like you said, some people could call it and they like this yeah. ain't real. Oh, he was one of those. I bet. And was I mean, he didn't need the play. He's very articulate. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> like we we in session oh. session. Like there was moments where I felt like I didn't know if I was talking to an oh, adult wow. teenager. Yeah. Like. You know, and we're going, you know, but he's able to articulate certain things. And he was like, you don't know what this is like. Mm. And he's talking about, you know, this incarcerated, like, like, you don't know. I'm like, he's looking at me like, I I have to have it all together. And I'm like, dude, no, I I do get Mm -hmm. it, actually. Mm -hmm. I do. And from that moment on me, like, he still thought I was lying for a moment. Like. Yeah, you know, and I was like, no, I mean, I mean yeah. this. And I remember after that session, he let his hair down because it was like, okay, like this isn't yeah. just yes. my story, and it was okay to be vulnerable in that moment to share. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back and even share with my dad, like, listen, you have. I was like, I just want to thank you. I said, I know this sounds really yeah. crazy to say, but I needed you to go to prison mm-hmm. for me. For that little mm. boy mm. in that moment. I needed that for I love, him. Like, I love how you made that connection. Because, I mean, that's that's yeah. so real. Um, I will say for me, like, this is why I'm in the field. Like, I have so many family members who, who like, addiction is a real true thing. And it has impacted me in some yeah. sort of way. So, I know, like, a lot of times we, you know, we call ourselves wounded healers. Because we've experienced, you know, kind of like, we've experienced things and like it has impacted us to want to be in a field to help those who have experienced what we we've experienced. And so like, I don't know, it's so many, it's, I don't, I think I have quite a few stories where it's just like, like I, I get it and here's how, and here's why, and here's how I've, I've dealt with it. So like, you know, like, I don't know, it's just so many moments where they're so rewarding and there's so many moments where it's like, you remind me of somebody and I have to check myself constantly to make sure I, I'm in alignment with making, you know, I'm in alignment and I don't come off at, you know, with, you know, counter transference. Cause that is yeah. real. Yeah. Cause I've, I, I've had experience. <laughs> a client. I'm like, bro, sis, like I just, yeah. you know, so I don't know. It, it can, it's, it's. I don't know. There's just, there's reasons why we are drawn to certain things. And yeah. again, it, in so many ways, it pulls out a vulnerable state for us, which is why yeah. we do what we do. Do you yeah. love, do you love what you do? I do. I really <laughs> do. It's nothing like seeing people heal. Like, internally like to be able to be a part of a transformation of a internal wound is like it's such a powerful thing and it's just to be a part of the experience it's like I don't see myself as the 
boom, yeah. you know, like you did this, but it's like just to be a part of the transformation. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege mm-hmm. to me. And I, I love mm-hmm. that. I love what I do too. And I'm, you know, I'm grateful to kind of just have a team where I can lean on too. Cause you know, like with this particular population, it gets hectic and it gets super, super hard. So like, I'm grateful to have people, you know, like outside of, you know, just our own tasks that we have to do at work. Like I can just go into one of their office and kick it and like, you know, have just like have a moment. And, you know, like we Mm -hmm. just, it's kind of like this, this, this half, this kind of this close knit family that we can lean on them for support. We can lean on them for, you know, feedback in terms of like clients and stuff like that. So like, I love that we've created that culture and dynamic to just, you know, check on one another, but also like check on one another. And like, so we can healthily show up for the clients. And And you need that. Like, I think it's so helpful to have that. I can say I do have that. I work for an agency, but I report to a specific Mm -hmm. school. And literally one of the social workers has become my friend. Like, that I go out with, like, outside of work hours. Like, we're, like, she's been (laughs) in my house. We hang out. But there are moments where I go and I sit in her office. And we're talking Mm -hmm. or we're frustrated about different things and we can go into each other's spaces. And sometimes I need that. Sometimes she needs that. Straight up. Um, Outside of like a professional sense. Like, cause like I said, we're human too. We're human too. And we, we have needs and, you know, we want a social life as well. So just being. And it feels nice not to have to hold that in until I get home. Right. Like to be able to be vulnerable in front of, somebody who I trust, mm-hmm. you know, at the workplace, mm-hmm. it's nice to not have to hold on to that until right. I get home. Same. So Shamara, why do you think like therapists need therapists? Yeah. <laughs> I know we touched <laughs> on it just a tad, but baby, if y'all want to know, wow, me and Shamara got therapists. <laughs> you know <laughs> I honestly think it depends on where you're at. I feel like there's all different reasons why you might have a therapist. I think me getting to D.C. was like, it was a lot of change happening. Right. But there was so much more than change that I just hadn't resolved. But that was where I needed to stay. And so I think, and now my therapist, Loki, is trying to get rid of me. Oh, no. She thinks I'm not his, <laughs> but she's giving me like, the discharge like tone, like, you know, we've gotten down to one once a month and like maybe a month ago, she was like, Yeah, you're doing so well. I was like, What you doing? I know what you're doing. <laughs> Cause I do that too. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not real, doing though. that ooh, now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But ooh. you know, but I am overall, I mean I'm I'm restless today and that's my that's my truth and I can stand in that. Yes. But you know, I feel a lot healthier being able to share with my therapist and her kind of help me you know pull out some of the things that are in my head and sometimes I need to remind like I think it's one of those moments for me where I don't get to be the therapist I'm not paying you to for me to do my job I want to pay you to do what I don't want to do. So when I get to therapy, I act like I don't know. Shut I mean, up. not For squat. Real. 
I don't know. This is not my job. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that you are having me reframe nothing. I'm acting like I want to be a client. And so I feel like it's my moment to just be Shamara, however I show up. And sometimes I feel like therapists really, we need that yes. because we're taking on a lot of people's stuff. Like we're hearing a lot of things. There's a lot of traffic going mm -hmm. in and out mm -hmm. of our ears. And sometimes there are clients that, you know, you don't want to take home stuff, but sometimes you find some connection with clients yeah. and sometimes it's hard. Yeah. There are some cases that I've wept over because I was like, whoa, that yeah. was, you know, that was a lot for me to yeah. hear or just things going on personally. And so you have also friends who think that you're, they're your therapist. And I keep having to tell my friends, I'm not your therapist. Mm -hmm. You've got to find your own. <laughs> right. I'm kind of grateful. <laughs> I don't know if my friends treat me like that. I'm like, I'm like mm. I, they, it slowed down yeah. tremendously. But for a while, I was like, listen. Even in college, I feel like I was like um, the, my dorm room was like the go -to spot. let's come in and like have a chat. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> sit on, sit on the twin bed, you know, <laughs> like, but you know, you just hear so many things. And I feel like as a therapist, it's just nice to have that place that you get to also crawl into to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. that you, you know, there's certain things that you may not want to share with friends or whoever, yeah. and this is your person. And so I think to be able to also have that as a therapist is, is helpful. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need it. Absolutely. I mean, doing this work, it's tough. It I didn't see myself as well. I was trying to figure out why I was getting like a what do you call it? Hero pay. And I was like, I'm not a medical provider. Like, but I'm like, no, but I've been yeah. like, I'm hearing these war stories during this pandemic mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and it's real. It definitely. So I think I always knew I needed a therapist, but it was one of those things where I never just really got around to it. And I was I would definitely say like when pandemic hit, like things started to kind of just sink in. I wasn't out of work, like I wasn't, we didn't, you know, I was still going back and forth to work. But I don't know, like I had just hit this this space and I'm like, yeah, I think it's time. Cause you know, you like you run and run and run until you can't run no more. So I think that that was the moment where I knew I was like, it's time. It's time. And I would say I've been in I've been in therapy for about a year, but you know, in terms of like why I need a therapist, not necessarily pertaining to work or working with clients, but like if I'm gonna be my best self, I need to work on like things that Jaya has not worked on for years, just like years of unpacking, and honestly, probably not even aware of like how much I've been impacted by just things I've experienced, upbringing, that kind of thing. And so I'm a whole fiance, you know, soon to you, like, I want to build a family. So, you know, shit about to get real. And I really want to be this healthy version of myself, you know, to be that healthy partner, to be that healthy soon to be mother or whatever, whatever the case may be. And so I don't know. It was just it was just kind of like a light switch went off for me. 
And I was like, I'm ready. Like, I, it's, it's time. I got shit to address. Shit ain't like, just, just things is like, you know, you know, things are bothering me, but I don't know how to like actually, yeah. I don't know how to navigate it. I need assistance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like one of those things where I just knew like it was time. Like I knew I needed it. Knew I needed it, but it kind of just, it, it, it stopped me in my tracks and it was like, hello, you can't go nowhere. I'm here. Yeah. That kind of thing. But in terms of like, I don't know, like in terms of therapy as a whole, I will say definitely see it through and turn it, see it through and like, just try it out. Like everyone can yeah. benefit from it. Everyone. Literally everyone. And you don't have to go when you're in a crisis mode. Like this is my maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This is maintenance for me. And like I've been in therapy for about a solid year. And I'm just and it's and it's still like, you know, not it like not in terms of like I'm progressing, but there are still things that come up where I'm like, help. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Overall, it's it's been super rewarding. And I too, I too love like my therapist as well. She just she she's a good fit. Yeah. And I'm grateful. And that's important. Yes. No. Well, yeah, of course. But like, I'm just grateful to have had to, you know, have um, found her and, you know, at me actually being on like her caseload because, yeah. you know, a good therapist be be booked up or either not taking new clients. That's very true. So. Uh, very true. Let's see. So. I guess this is kind of like a wrap up, Shamara. We're going to wrap up. So tell me, we talked about vulnerability. We talked about why therapists Mm -hmm. need therapists. But Mm -hmm. all in all, like how do we create a space for others to be vulnerable on a day-to-day basis? You know, whether that be like loved ones or people that just need to be heard. So like if you're not a therapist, if you're not a professional, like how do we create a space for like, like I said, our loved ones or our friends to, you know, you know, be vulnerable. I think that part of it has to be them wanting the space to be vulnerable. So I think for starters, like it has to be a thought. I think of like every everything starts with a thought. And mm-hmm. so I think if there's a you know, thought of, you know, I want to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. then now this action says has to be the courage to do so. Like there's, I don't think that there's any one space to be vulnerable. I think that it's one of those things that you got to try out, you know, courageously in your friendships. It's something that I can honestly say I've been trying out in my friendships where, you know, things are happening and it's interesting to watch. It's going to be interesting to watch right. um, because you don't know the feedback that you're going to get when you're being vulnerable. Again, part of being vulnerable, right? right. Sometimes it, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it could be, you know, what, you know, I've had, you know, moments where I'm trying to be vulnerable. I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to take the path of road, but <laughs> let me let you know this, this, and this. And I've said it in such a, like, I'm literally talking to them like this. And they're like, I don't know how to feel. Like, are you mad? And I'm like, no. You know, like, I'm not mad. I'm just being vulnerable. And they're and they're not used to this. Yeah. And so I think that part of it is going to be the courage, but also you're just getting used to, like, different reactions. 
mm-hmm. of how people may or may not respond. And it may not, there, there has to be contentment with the outcome because being vulnerable, like we said, is putting yourself out there. You don't know you're now yeah. more susceptible to harm. And so you have to be content with the outcome. And so if you're mm-hmm. sharing, you know, vulnerably, whatever, you know, thing or being your most vulnerable self, being okay with, you know, maybe they didn't accept this and then making decisions off of like, it's okay to say, you know what, they didn't, you didn't accept this, but I still accept it. Um, And being content with the fact that maybe they didn't, you know, accept your offering, whatever it was, or if they do, being mm-hmm. okay with that too. But I, I definitely think it takes the come the CC is courage and contentment. I like that. I like that. I would say for me, um, create like just creating this space for like my people to be vulnerable. I mean, in some sort of way, you know, if they come to me, if they come to you, Shamara, like there's this there's a level of trust right there. And so mm-hmm. I would say in terms of creating that space. You know, of course, like being not judgmental, being yourself, you know, just, you know, support, you know, just knowing that they know you love and support them in a sense, but also being honest and like being okay with, with that honesty. It may be a sense of uncomfortability too for myself and for, you know, the person I'm going to be honest with. And we talk about, we talk, we talk a lot about like, it almost sounds like a boundary in terms of like, when you set a boundary, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to benefit you. Yeah. And eventually like it may benefit the other person, but they're just not in a place to receive that yet. But like, you know, kind of like it, I feel like the same applies with vulnerability, just creating that space of open honesty, open communication, and kind of just, you know, being yourself and, you know, giving this space of like free of judgment, yeah. you know, I don't know. Um, and not having to figure out, I think this is, I'm just throwing this in there because mm-hmm. this is something that I heard yesterday and it's also something that I'm working on, but like mm-hmm. also not having to rehearse the line of what you're going to say in this vulnerable yeah. moment. Like yeah. that is hard because yeah. you want to feel prepared, but then it's like, is it authentic? Yes. You know, I know you want to, sometimes we like, oh, I got to make sure I said everything, you know, and, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I get right. it. Yeah. I get it. But Absolutely. also letting the moment happen and, and saying, going back to what you're going to be in, like staying in a moment and not trying to rehearse the moment over in your head because sometimes yeah. we'll rehearse the moment and not do it. We'll rehearse um, it and rehearse it. Or even like, it don't come out how we rehearse it, you right. know? Like, it'll just... Dang, I forgot to say that when right. I, was, I was rehearsing exactly. this part and I exactly. forgot to say it. <laughs> exactly. So, like, just, like, when you feel something, come out and say it. You know, so I mean, don't necessarily wait. Sometimes you may have to, but, like, if yeah. you feel something right, then, like, you know, let it be known. Let because be known. ultimately when we don't do that, we carry that back with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And now, again, all those, like, thoughts are running through our heads of what we should have said, mm-hmm. what I wanted to say, right? you know, but didn't. And yeah. so just take that, that leap. I love this. See, we get fit. We get vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Therapists get vulnerable, y'all. I swear. <laughs> I swear. 
Well, just wrapping up, um, this was our episode of creating a space for someone to be vulnerable. And Shamar, I so thank you for being on the show. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for the creativity that you exude onto others. You know, it's always appreciated. And thank you for being on here. Thank you for <laughs> having me and for considering me for this, this mental moment. Of course, of course. We thank you for all the continued support and tuning in to Mental Moment Podcast every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Rate our podcast and leave us a comment of how you enjoyed the show. And as always, join our community on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We hope you enjoy the episode. And until you hear from us again, this is Jaya and C on a Mental Moment Podcast. A mental moment. All you need is a mental moment. Take a breather before you blow it. Don't hold it in. Posture or pretend. Just release and you feel far better within. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. Take a second and you'll notice. Free your time. Ease your mind. Stay in tune with what's brewing inside. A mental moment. Hey, all you need is a mental moment. A mental moment. With Jaya and C.